Welcome to The Grid, sponsored by PokerStars. Yeah, I got swagger. They see me, see me strutting. All sweating daggers. Believe it, I'm the real thing. But I gotta switch it on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of The Grid, where I'm going to count down and ultimately announce the winner of the Platinum Poker Hand Competition, awarding a platinum pass worth $30,000 to send the winner, who yes, I finally now know, to the Bahamas to play the Poker Stars Players Championship and have the trip of a lifetime. First of all, thank you to all the entrants. There are over 70 from all over the United States and Canada and covering every type of hand, event, and poker background. I personally watched and read every single submission, in many cases, multiple times sometimes consulting with members of my team when I wanted a second opinion as we narrowed down to the top six. Then our illustrious panel got to work. Can't thank enough. That panel composed of Maria Ho, Sam Grafton, Alex O'Brien, Brad Willis, Mark Forrester, and Keith Becker. This panel had so much passion, gave so much time during the holiday season to ensure the contest integrity and it gave me the treat of watching with excitement this past week. People that I admire so greatly in poker and in content helped me pick who would go to the Bahamas. Today, on December 30th, 2022, those results are in. But before all that, I mentioned narrowing down the top six was a Herculean task. So we're gonna go through that top six in random order. Remember, this is not a countdown and talk about why they're all great. Starting with James Tudrow. I love this hilarious video piece from uh, Pittsburgh poker player, James Tudrow, who chronicled his first live event since the start of the pandemic after a year of grinding on stars and studying online. He uses his dog to represent the villain in a key hand heads up on the final table. And I won't be spoiling anything if I tell you that the dog is the star. James is great, but the dog, wow. This one definitely made me laugh multiple times. It was really great scripting and even better delivery. Check out a few lines in that one. Next thing I knew, we were in the money. And soon after that, we were at the final table. Eight players left between me and victory. But this one guy, um, you know, played by my dog, Jack, in, in this retelling of the story, um, had all the chips. He was taking people out left and right, and his ego grew along with his chip stack. We all know the type. And soon, it was just me and him left, heads up, ready to battle it out for the win. Next up, we have Davis Harari. In this gonzo piece, Davis takes us on a whirlwind trip to Las Vegas, where he works his way up from $1,000 to life-changing money in his third poker tournament ever. Along the way, we are treated to sleepless nights, two outers, and food comps. In the key hand, Davis finds himself heads up against Steven Song, facing a third barrel out of position on 8-9-4, the two clubs, nine of diamonds, and then a 10 completing the club draw on the river. Davis is in the tank, figuring out whether to call with bottom pair when inspiration strikes and he makes a huge call, ultimately propelling him to his first six-figure score. Here's a little taste. I couldn't have slept more than two to three hours the first night there. One of my roommates was loudly vomiting all night. The sheets itched and I was going through an existential crisis. Like, dude, 
you got a finance degree and you're really doing this? I made it my goal to at least cash something so that I could get a decent hotel room. While on the bus to the Strip, I opened Poker Atlas and saw that there was a $200 satellite to win a seat into the 1600 Venetian main. I decided I was going to go and take a shot at that. I was at risk twice in the satellite, but after studying the GTO method on how to win flips, I persevered and won a seat to the main. The first day was surreal. Once again, I was running on minimal sleep due to my housing arrangements, but I managed to bag a slightly above average stack. As I walked back to the deuce stop outside of the Venetian and headed on my way back to the hostel, I kept thinking to myself, someone's got to win this thing. Why not me? Our next piece, Poker Can Cure the Winter Blues, is from a Canadian contestant, Nicole Pamela Cervenka. She begins her charming piece out in the snow in a legendary Iron Man superhero shirt, recounting a comic hand from a cast game in Las Vegas. She hits trip threes, but gets even more action than she expected when the board runs out 3-3 Jack King. I'll let her take it from there. So six people all in. What am I beating here exactly? Suddenly, my 3-4 doesn't look so good. Surely somebody has a full house by now. Ace three suited, perhaps? And everybody had shoved all in with absolutely no hesitation whatsoever. Just thinking about this one puts a smile in my face as Nicole's positive energy is infectious even when she gets covered in snow at the end of the video. Next up, we have Matt Glassman, a dad of three who teaches public policy at Georgetown University. He writes beautifully about the home game of his 20s, the way that poker bonds us, and how Jack-3 offsuit in particular became the most important hand in his game. Here's an excerpt. Some low-stakes home games become larger than life. No rhyme or reason. Just a realization. Holy smokes, we've built something really special here. The sweet spot of competition and laughter and friendship that fuels daydreams and memories and a grin that appears when you exit your life and show up on Thursday night. I've been a regular in dozens of home games over the years. Serious, casual, cerebral, goofy, low stakes, high stakes, soft, tough, family, friends, coworkers, strangers, future pros. I built three games that made the magical leap, but I've never loved one as much as the Monster Ballads game. Matt goes on to talk a little bit about how Jack-3 became the glue of the game. Tournament flops would come ace-jack-3 and instantly you'd hear, bottom two for me again. Someone else would say, bullshit, you didn't re-raise before the flop. In the cash game, people started calling stuff like, roll your own, Jackson threes wild. The occasional new players who passed through the club were always amused, but rarely surprised. Most low-stakes home games have a jack-3 offsuit. Call me a true believer. I was a serious player, but I knew that Jack-3 offsuit was the glue that held these games together. I dutifully played it full throttle, always. Raise, three bet, four bet jam. I mean, you couldn't lose. Either you took it down and got to table it, or you got called and got to table it. Hero or hero. Next, we have Dan Schill, a poker streamer and PhD in cell and molecular biology, who goes by Dr. Dad Poker. He hails from Michigan, and he gave us an absolute treat 
with a poker-themed rendition of Twas the Night Before Christmas from a tournament that he played on Stars, where he three bets pocket eights only to run into a dominating hand. But let's hear a few bars from Dan himself. Twas the final table bubble of the Big Ten in the mitten. In the small blind I see snowmen, with this hand I was smitten. Eights yet to feature on the grid, of this I am certain. But back to the story quick, before they pull down the curtain. Big stack villain open cutoff, a wide range to be sure. I three bet all in, hoping his decision was a pain to endure. To my shock he had nines, my hope looking bleak. But the runout was epic, I let out quite the shriek. This video really got me into the holiday spirit. Please head over to the link that's in the show notes and watch this one if you haven't already. Absolutely delightful and well executed. And finally, Lisa Gautama from British Columbia, Canada, who talks about a pivotal hand she played with 6-8 suited in her piece, Please, for the love of all things good, just fold. Lisa talks about both sides of the felt in this hand. She's a player ending her shift at the table and a waitress for the poker room about to start her shift. She really brings us in to the psyche of a player who is finding their wings and also completely exhausted. We've all been there. Here's a little excerpt from Lisa's piece. The players, mostly stuck, were hunched over eyes red from too much coffee and not enough sleep. No one was smiling. It was a grim scene. No doubt many had been there before. I had 10 minutes left to relieve my fellow waitress after her eight-hour graveyard shift. She will be counting every minute. I cannot be late to start. I figured, meh, one more round. I put my big line in, knowing that only a total degenerate would put those chips in the pot. I have no shame this morning. I've got 10 minutes. I look down. Six, eight of clubs. Seven players see the flop for a small raise. Seven, seven, five, rainbow. Gulp. I pondered for about three seconds and put in a small bet. Out of position, looking pathetic, with full confidence and too many towels. I guess this is why I'm stuck in the first place. If that drew you in, you're going to want to read the entire piece. Lisa really kept us hanging onto every word and moment, and I love how she understands the concept of the grid, getting into the skin of one of your game-changing hands. Six incredible finalists. If you haven't seen or read all of those, please do. In fact, you could pause the video now, watch and read them all, and play along, and think if you can put yourself in the heads of Maria Ho, Sam Grafton, Alex O'Brien, Brad Willis, Accidental Grenade, Nigo, as they, they go on Twitch, the streamers, Mark Forrester and Keith Becker. What would you do? What would you do if you had to decide uh, which one of these to pick? We did have a very tight voting process. And now that I gave you that warning to pause, I am going to announce the runner-up and the winner. Drum roll, please. Our runner-up was Daniel Schultz, Dr. Dad Poker's lovely rendition of Twas the Night Before Christmas, a stunning second place finisher. Huge thanks to him for his brilliant contribution. I see Dan making moves on Twitch and crushing the games lately, and we can expect much success from a great player and a great creative, Dr. Dad Poker. 
And now we have our first place finisher. With no further ado, drum roll, please. Congratulations to Matt Glassman with Jack 3 offsuit and the Monster Ballads poker game. Judges love the style, the writing, and the meaning that echoed from poker to life. Matt, you are going to the Bahamas to play the Poker Stars Players Championships. And why not win the whole damn thing with Jack 3 offsuit? Thanks again so much for everyone for playing and for listening. And again to our brilliant judges, Maria, Sam, Alex, Brad, Mark, and Keith. Thank you to everyone at Poker Stars for making this contest possible. Big shout out to Rebecca, to Moya, and to Megan. And sending love to everyone who keeps the poker dream alive. And I hope that all of yours come true in 2023.